Good morning and a very warm welcome to our online Sunday service here at St Anne's Egbeth. It's great to be together again and it's great to have you with us. Um, it's another lovely sunny day as I record and it's, uh, it's great that we've been able to have these nice days to help us cope uh, with the difficulties of lockdown. I know that as the weeks progress it's getting harder and harder each week but uh, you are all in our prayers and we continue to pray for you uh, as we continue to journey together through these unprecedented and difficult circumstances. And that's one of the reasons, obviously, why we're doing these online videos uh, as a way of getting the church to meet together so that we continue to be church together and, uh, and just to see one another's faces. And as we go through the service today, obviously, there'll be different people joining us for different elements of the service. And that's just another way of, uh, of joining together and keep keeping to build one another up in the faith. So do join in. There'll be sung worship later on in the service. And again, the words will be on the screen for you to, to join in and to sing along to. I know that's important for so many of us that we actually we worship together. So we can do that virtually uh, through the use of this online service. Also, just to say, there are other things that you can join with throughout the week. Each Wednesday, we have a midweek reflection that either Matt or I will run. So you can catch that through our various social media stations. Or we'll also have the Sunday service, which is obviously at 10.30 each week. And on a Saturday, we have our virtual pub quiz, which we run through Zoom. And again, it's great to see one another's faces as we, as we meet together in that platform. It's great fun. It's dead easy. If you'd like to be involved in our pub quiz, it's each Saturday, eight o'clock. Uh, contact me, let me know, and I can send you all the details of how to get involved with that. I think that's all I'm going to say as we begin this week's Sunday service. Gary is going to be opening up God's word to us later on, and, uh, and we look forward to that. So before I hand over to Matt, let me just start uh, with a prayer and then Matt will take over and introduce uh, a little bit of something for us. But let me just pray before we start. Father, for this new day, we give thanks. For all that lies before us, we give thanks. And for all that you are doing in our lives, we give thanks. And so, Lord, as we meet together this morning, as we hear your word read, and as Gary unfolds the scriptures to us, Lord, we pray that you would give us listening ears, attentive ears. Lord, that we would watch for that still, small voice. Listen for that still, small voice. And that you might speak to us afresh today. So draw near by your Holy Spirit. And as we join together uh, online, Lord, may we be aware that we are actually united together as your church across the world with countless thousands of Christians right now are joining and worshipping you. And we are part of that worldwide church. May we be aware of that this morning. And in your precious name we pray. Amen. So Matt, I'm going to hand over to you. Good morning, everyone. After last Sunday's service, I received a complaint. And the complaint was from none other than my oldest son. James, do you want to come here and tell everyone loudly why you were complaining? Because I thought that a load of people would think that that rocket was my dad's, not mine. Okay, so James has a rocket which is currently living in my study. 
during the lockdown as it's a bit busy in the house at the moment. And so this is James's rocket. It's a Mars rocket and it comes off the launch pad like that. It's a beautiful big one, but it's yours, isn't it? It's James's. Okay, right, you look after that. That's James's. And said, this is my Lego. You might not be able to see it. This is the International Space Station. And it even has a tiny little space shuttle here made out of Lego. Now the thing is, we made these Lego sets, but we didn't create them. We just followed the instructions. Now James, do you want to show everyone something you made that you created? It's just over here. This is called a flipper. Okay, it's a little flipper. You can see it. And when he presses it, open the windows. Oh, and it all falls off. Shall we show everyone what I made? Okay, I made these, which I'm very, very proud of. Okay, these are Lego glasses. They've got little um, animals at the top, but the best bit about them is that they've got sharks at the side. And not just any old shark, but somersaulting sharks at both sides, which I think are really gonna catch on when everyone and when fashion resumes. And if it gets too warm, you can open the windows and it's all lovely, isn't it great? I was very, very proud of this. But do you know what? We didn't create that. We maybe put all the bricks together, but we didn't make the bricks. We didn't create the bricks, sure we didn't. Somebody else made them. In fact, Lego didn't even make the create this because the plastic was made by somebody else. In fact, the plastic company didn't even create this because the plastic is made of atoms and molecules and that was made by somebody else instead. Now our passage today tells us who made everything. I'm gonna click my fingers in a second and hopefully the Bible passage is gonna appear on screen. You ready to click your fingers? One, two, three. Thank you, Paul. So Colossians chapter one, verse 16 says this. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. This Bible verse says that the person who created everything is Jesus. Jesus is the one who created all things, whether you can see them or whether you can't, whether they're up in the sky or whether they're down below, everything has been created by Jesus. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Great. Well, I'm going to hand back to Ian and he's going to lead us in the rest of our service. Thanks, Matt. Um, before we move on with the next part of our service, I just thought I'd share with you a psalm. Psalms, I think, are just fantastic. They are obviously poem, and they're, therefore they're, they're full of human emotion, and we're able to really engage with them. Uh, and they're used in lots of different ways. And the psalms, obviously, they cover all the range of emotions that we might go through as human beings. And I think during this period of lockdown, we are going through a range of different emotions, aren't we? Through the highs and the lows, as different things might kick in, as we miss uh, not being with family and friends and loved ones and people who we're close to, the normality that we might experience in life. As all those things are different, we're going through a range of different emotions. And the Psalms cover all of those. So in some of these periods that you might have, where you might find that you have more time on your hands, I do encourage you perhaps to read a daily psalm and to go through the psalms. And I'm sure that if you do that with an open heart and you pray before you open God's word, that you'll find that actually the words of the psalms might speak to you.
I'm going to read from Psalm 63 for us this morning. Again, some amazing words because it leads us into that place of worship. And after I've finished reading this psalm, we're going to sing together and we're going to worship God together. So the words of Psalm 63 say, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And it talks about being in a dry and weary land, in a place that is desolate and barren. And yet even in that place, the psalmist says that he will raise his hands and praise the Lord. So maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you're feeling a bit flat, a bit down. And in that place, we are still able to give thanks to God. We're still able to praise God, to worship God for his faithfulness, for his goodness, and for journeying with us each day. So let me pray, and then we'll go straight into our song worship. Lord, as the psalmist writes, even in a dry and weary land, we are still able to praise you because of your power and your glory. So Lord, we pray today that as we now prepare for sung worship, that that's what it would be. It would be true worship that comes from our heart, that these words won't just be words, but Lord, it would be a prayer that we lift to you. And as the psalmist writes, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Amen. Tim and Liz, over to you.
taken from Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 to 23. The supremacy of the Son of God. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before us all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all this fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in your faith 
established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Some years ago, one of my aunts died and amongst the effects she left behind was a box of photographs. In that box of photographs was a photograph of my dad's dad, along with my dad's mum. I'd never seen a photograph of either of them before. They're both in their early 20s. They're both dressed very smartly. It was obviously a staged photograph. But what's remarkable is looking at my granddad and looking at my dad and looking at me and looking at my son is how similar we are to each other. We are almost identical. I look like my dad, he looks like his dad, and my son looks like me. Whereas Simon looks like me on the outside, though, he's much more like his mum on the inside. They share together characteristics and personality traits and mannerisms that are different to me. And on top of that, while he looks like me on the outside and he's more like his mum on the inside, Simon is uniquely created. He has fingerprints like nobody else on the planet. There's nobody else like him or like me or like you. We're identical on the outside to some extent, but we're very different on the inside, and Simon is uniquely himself. Well, today we're going to think about Jesus being identical to his father. And we're going to think about what that means, because we don't know what Jesus looked like on the outside. He might actually have looked a little bit like his mother Mary. We just don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But what we do know, and this is what Paul is saying in the passage of Scripture we've got before us this morning, is that in every way that matters, Jesus was identical to God, his Father. So let's think about that for a few moments today, using a couple of phrases that Paul has in this Scripture as keys to unlock what it means for Jesus to be like God in every way that matters. Well, what we find, first of all, is in, fifth, in verse 15 of this passage, Paul writes this. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, that word image is translated from the Greek word icon, and it means exact representation. Not like looking at yourself in a mirror where you see yourself the opposite way round, or like looking at yourself in a photograph which is two-dimensional whereas in the flesh we're very much three-dimensional. What the word icon means is the exact representation. And the best way that I think about that is it's like me looking out of the window here in this room and seeing the garden beyond. The garden is exactly the same from this side of the window as it is from the other side of the window. But I'm looking at it through the window. The window frames the garden for me. That's what the word icon means. 
We look through something, a pane of glass, to see something else, the exact image beyond. And when we look at Jesus, Jesus is like that for us in looking at God. When we look at Jesus, it's like looking through a window into God himself in every way that matters. So what that means is that Jesus brings God right to us, exactly in the flesh. That's the great mystery of the incarnation. Jesus is the exact representation of God. Looking at him is like looking through a window and seeing God beyond. And that's why he is the firstborn over all creation. That's why, as Paul goes on to say in verse 16 onwards, in him all things hold together, visible and invisible. He's before all things, he's beyond all things. Some scholars think that in those verses, 16, 17 and 18, Paul is actually reciting an ancient hymn or saying something like an ancient creed, one that's now lost to us, but he's quoting from some of the liturgy of the church. When we look at Jesus, we see the exact representation of God. He is before all things. He is beyond all things. He is greater than all things. He's supreme over all things because he is God come near to us. Just hold that thought for a moment. Because the other thing that Paul says in this passage is in verse 19, that God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in Jesus. And the word fullness is the key word there. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not much of a sailor. I wish I was. I'd love to go on a cruise. I'd love to go on a ship across the ocean from Liverpool to New York, but I just couldn't do it. If I'm honest, I get a bit queasy when I go on the ferry across the Mersey to Birkenhead, so I could not make a long voyage. But in the ancient world, when the captain of a ship was getting the ship ready to sail, when everything was needed was on board, the captain would sign off the, uh, the, the provisions list and say that the ship was full and ready to sail. When everything that was needed was on board, the ship was full and ready for its journey. And it's that word that Paul is using here. God was pleased to put everything into Jesus so that he was full and ready to do the work that he was sent to do, which is the work of our salvation and our redemption. By being completely and fully, and that's what we mean by this word, fully human and fully God, and fully provisioned by God for the task, by dying on the cross, which we've just thought about on Good Friday, and by rising in from the dead, which we've thought about on Easter Day. Jesus is able to effect our salvation, because by being fully God and fully man, and by being fully provisioned, bringing all of those things together on the cross, so Jesus' sacrifice and Jesus' resurrection is effective. And that pleased God. 
please God. It doesn't mean the begrudging sort of thank you that we might get from someone who is formally thanking us for something. This is the sort of pleased of a parent who's just seen their child win the, win the egg and spoon race at school or the 100 yards dash or whatever it may be. This is God the Father being absolutely thrilled and rushing and putting his arms around his child and saying, brilliant. This is why Jesus is supreme. He is the exact representation of God come near, in whom God put everything for our salvation. It is why he is supreme. And it's why Paul goes on to say in verses 21 onwards, we were alienated from God, but have been brought near. This is what our salvation means. Brought near to God in Jesus, who is God and fully provided for by God in every way that matters. That's why Paul is so thankful at the beginning of this letter, as Matt said last week. Thankful for the church and thankful for Jesus. Thankful for the church of which he is a part and thankful for the Jesus who is the head and Lord of that church. May that thankfulness be part of our prayer and our praise today. Amen. Morning, everybody. Uh, prayer is such an amazing gift from God, and we would love it if you would join with us now in some family prayers. Phoebes? Thank you for the sunny weather we have had and for the fun we can have playing outside. Amen. Dear God, thank you for all of the doctors and nurses and NHS staff for helping us at this hard time. Please help us to stay at home and stay safe. Please help everybody with COVID-19 to get well soon. Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you that you are supreme and above all. You watch over all creation and are the sustainer of all things. Thank you that even though you are seated at the place of absolute authority, you share your kingdom with us. Thank you for teaching us how to pray while you lived on earth. You prayed before ministry, in private, in public and throughout the whole night and you are ever living to intercede for us now. Help us to get on board and to keep praying too. Reveal to our hearts the importance of prayer and give us a desire to exercise this powerful gift for your glory and to help others. As we continue through this period of lockdown, help us to focus on you and remember that your kingdom is supreme. We praise you for your supremacy in our lives. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we pray for our world and for our country at this continued time of disruption and crisis. Help us to come to terms with a different way of living. Be near us, particularly where our current measures also bring loneliness. Lord, be ever near us. Be our comforter and be our guide and carry us all through this time, we pray. Grant our leaders wisdom to protect us and to bring us all through this. Be with all our key workers who are working hard to keep us well. Give understanding to those who are working on vaccines. Lord, we need you. Dear Father, teach us all and prompt us, we pray, to use our time to show Christ's love to those around us. Help us to keep in touch with one another, to help and support one another. And we thank you for all of the acts of love and kindness that are already happening in our church community. And we ask for more of this, Lord. We remember all those families who are suffering, 
either through illness or suffering the loss of a loved one. Lord, be near to them all at this time and comfort them, we pray. And finally, Lord, we thank you for families. Give us patience and love at this time. Give us joy to enjoy our families and those we are able to see. And as we think about our family, our wider family and our church family, we would love it if you would join with us in the family prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I just want to thank Gary for his fantastic word today as he opened up the letter to the Colossians to us. Uh, and again, we'll be continuing to look at this letter over the coming weeks as part of our preaching series. Uh, I also want to thank Tim and Liz for leading us in sung worship and for leading us in those prayers as well. And to Paul uh, for sharing with us the Bible reading. It's great that even though we can't actually physically meet together, we're still able to contribute in different ways and to have different people involved in these services. In a minute, I'm going to finish our service by just sharing with us some final words from Scripture and a final prayer of blessing. But I also wanted just to say, each week I send out an email uh, which just gives you a bit of a, a heads up of where we're up to with things uh, and lets you know about a few things that are happening in the life of the church. If you're not receiving that email and you'd like to receive that email, do get in contact with me, uh, email me, and I'll be able to add you to the distribution list. Also, just to say, we are thinking about uh, starting up an after-the-service Zoom coffee meeting. So if you'd like to meet after this service, immediately following the service, around 11 o'clock um, for coffee, bring your own cuppa and join us in a Zoom meeting. We're planning on doing that. If you'd like to do that, then the information on how to do that will be sent out with that email. Again, so let me know and we'll give you all the details in that email uh, so that you can join us for coffee immediately following this service. And again, it's just a great way just to get together, to see one another's faces and just to have a chat and a catch up. Let me finish with some amazing words of scripture. And these are from Colossians, which we'll come to later on in our series. But it says this, so let's pray. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So Father, as we go into this week, whatever it might hold for us, Lord, we go giving thanks to you for all that you are doing. And we pray, Lord, in all things, that we would be true witnesses to you this week. 
So Lord, would you bless us? Would you go before us? And may we be open to those signs of you in the conversations that we have this week and in the places where you put us this week and in the things that we see around us. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you and those who you love now and always. Amen. Thanks for joining with us and hopefully I shall see you on Wednesday for our midweek reflection. But until then, God bless.
weak made strong in the same. 